Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Christian Burke, also known as Creme Brulee. He is a musician, stand-up comedian, and someone who I believe is the heartbeat of the artist revolution happening in Portland. Through a fearless commitment to positivity and self-expression, Creme Brulee drops major wisdom that penetrates every physical or even cognitive barrier that stands between us. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Check, check. Welcome to Opening Presence. Opening Presence. Yeah. I'm here. My name is Aaron Robinson. I am joined by Christian Burke, a.k.a. Clem Boulet. Clem Boulet. A lot of people I love uh, say crank. Don't know how to say it, essentially. Say, like, crame or, like, cream. Are they fucking around, though? No, no. There's... I. I'm not gonna at anybody on this on this immediately, but I have, and it's on me, you know, it's on me to say stuff to them. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, it's easy. So thank you for doing it in such a French accent. I know. I'm you were, that was the most correct it's ever been. I'm trying. <laughs> I don't, I'm still, yeah. The pronunci- pronunciations. It's just like, are you trying to pronounce my name wrong? Like I like. There's a football player. Th- this is something that came up just naturally right now. But like. When Manti Teo from Notre Dame was going into the league, seeing all of these announcers say his name Teow when it's T E O, and they're they're trying to like play off of basically Junior Seau, who was like another oh, Polynesian, yeah. like Pacific Islander football player. They're yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Manti Teow, because it's just Junior like Seau. Yeah, and it was just like I'm like, okay, like. That's a bar, low key. <laughs> you can have it. You're welcome. Uh, R.I.P. But yeah. Sorry. So yeah, I guess this um, was okay. our first. This is our first time meeting. This is our first time meeting. And uh, rest in peace, Junior Seau. Again, you said you're from San Diego. Who's your favorite Charger all time? Ooh. Uh, can I guess one? Because it's definitely who I'd pick if I was a Charger fan. Go for it. LT. Okay, so it used to be LT. Okay. Because after he. Okay, so. LT I'm, was the goat. LT was the he's go- great. I forgot, no, he the, had, but that's like my middle school, and like middle school is when you're most in love with football. Really, mm-hmm. like I think most people. Not, I mean, people love it, but like that's the coolest thing. Like I was gonna be an NFL running back. You couldn't tell me anything else in sixth grade besides, yeah, you know, I was gonna be an NFL running back. LT was the coolest thing. Okay, so this is a loaded question because I am a lifelong Charger fan. Yeah, I'll shout until, out Antonio Gates. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, until <laughs> no, until they like. Packed up and left to L.A. Oh yeah! And then That's guess who bullshit. their main spokesperson was? Was L.T. Like oh. he's like, oh, San Diego fans, San Diego fans, you guys should still like forgive the Spanos family and blah 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 blah. And That's I was like, look. oh, you're just gonna you're gonna get out in the city. Yeah, yeah, you're just gonna like be the spokesman of this traitor of an owner. That and sucks. I was just I like, nah, nah. 
So, LT, no. Yeah, no, that's can- I I didn't know that. That's truly horrific. Yeah, so I don't. Like, I'm not even like a football guy anymore. Like yeah. football, was like, <laughs> but it's good because you it's, turn off the TV it's, at it's that. It's freed moment. up. It's freed up Sundays. Yeah, like it no. low key is just freed I up quit Sundays. Football, uh, I quit I'm a Falcon. Oh, I'm a Falcons fan. The Atlanta Dirty Falcons. Birds. Uh, yeah. You know the Super Bowl twenty eight to three where. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. I'm good on this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a Falcons fan my whole life, and I don't think most people. Uh, we're probably expecting us to go straight no! to sports. <laughs> the, last, the last thing. The last thing. <laughs> I'm happy with it, though. But, <laughs> I mean, that's, like, uh, I'm not going to get into the entire lineage, but that, the 28-3, for uh, people know that was a Super Bowl. People watched Super Bowl when the Patriots came back. It doesn't get worse than that as, like, a day to go from, like, wow, I've been rooting for this team because, like, I've been going to Falcons games since – I was a kid, you know, Michael Vick, all that. The golden age of, like, oh, like I said, in middle school, the coolest thing. And so, basically, when 28-3 to happened, it had been, like, there had been, like, a pattern of that kind of behavior for a while, and that kind of culminated with it. And I was like, I don't need to do this anymore. At that moment, I was like, I am so, the next day, I was so sad. And then I did the thing where I realized... No impact on my life. Like, nothing about Zero. my life. Zero. Nothing about my life had changed. Yeah. <laughs> but I was sad. Yeah. I was like, I don't think emotionally this is worth it. <laughs> it's really not. And and as, as Bomani Jones says, he quit that narcotic a long time ago. Yeah. Like, being a Falcons fan. And I, I guess going back to favorite player... <laughs> I don't know. It's such like a team game where it's just it's yeah. hard to like single out. Like every player has its moments. Well, you, there wasn't like, like Darren, one to watch. like yes, Darren Sproles, like Sproles. when he was on the Chargers. Yeah, Sproles still in the NFL. No, he, I, don't I think he is. just retired. Okay. Like, but like Junior Seau. Well, I feel like he, Sproles for maybe fifteen years. Dog. Every year he just pop up on a team and be four or five games where you're just like. Who's this high yeah, schooler? Yeah, right? this dude's like five five. Yeah, like, why? yeah. Brolic little muscle hamster. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I guess we'll we'll move sports. off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is the sports Talking podcast. Sports. Yeah, this is like, that's what you came here for. My Opening present. No, no, no. I, I think it's beautiful. But yeah, uh, I'm glad that football's not doesn't have a stranglehold on like my whole entire existence yeah. and representing myself as oh, like what's the score of the game and blah blah blah. Yeah, like, like now it's like I don't care. But now I can like kind of have perspective and be like, oh, like this has taken up a lot of time to be productive and and making valuable contributions like with my life and it's one of those things where it's like I wanna say it's a distraction because I still follow the NBA and still play two K and I do feel like in my life that's always like it's like, okay, I need to just get out of like this like creative headspace. And I know it's meaningless, but, like, that is, like, what makes me like it, if that makes sense. It's yeah, like, yeah. This has no impact on me. I can just play 2K. I can just watch this game. And whatever happens, yeah. entertainment. Yeah, allowing so. yourself that, that space to disconnect from, like, that 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 flow of creativity or, like, the, the expectation to always have to create something yeah. new and all that kind of shit. But yeah, like I said before, like this is our first conversation. I'm super yeah. grateful and happy that you're down to down to do this. And I guess we'll go in on like how I became aware of you was through Instagram and one That's of your everyone's story. Yeah, one of your comedy sets. Uh, you were talking about like dating white girls in Portland and just Portland white folks in general. I forget what was like the main premise 
one that uh, kind of like the five like the, the five the four types of white people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that so I reposted that, but like it was so fucking spot on. And then I've kind of just been like following you around like through the city over like the last like number of months or so, and seeing that you've been like engaged on so many levels of creativity and like activism and you've kind of seamlessly like blended your creative process into like performative art that's rooted in like real foot on the ground activism change art process and it's been a beautiful thing to watch and hopefully with this conversation we can kind of uncover some of the the things that that are in your experience of that. Yeah, uh, to see y- you say uh, from the outside that it's, I blended all those things well, um, or at least, you know, it's, that's how it appears, uh, is nice to know, because for me, it's all, like, <laughs> in the past, like, probably month or so, I've, like, doubled, like, my online following, Instagram following, but I don't feel like I've, change like as someone who's like like followed me i haven't like fundamentally Mm-mm. started acting differently <laughs> or anything you know what he's I mean? a bat- black israelite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh shit good. what's going oh, on over shit. here yeah there's oh. a squirrel um <laughs> but it, it's so it's one of those things like i don't feel like i've changed uh and i'm taking the world in as everyone else is it's, uh, you know i'm equally as like you know ah shit and i, I not maybe not more so, a little bit more so because I, I'm very plugged in in the community just because I have this platform uh, here in the city where a lot of things are happening now and I've engaged in a lot of things um, so there's like a lot of you know people hitting me up with it, it's gotten to the point where there's people hitting hitting me up with just information that doesn't pertain to me like every day someone will hit me up with like uh, you know something because you know yeah but it's getting to the point where there's so much that just doesn't pertain to me they're just like something something in Portland and then it'll be tagged and it's like hey you should say something about this I'm like I, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> just yeah like, it's like I don't feel like I'm uh, at least I, I haven't and I don't really uh, blame anyone I don't really feel like I have done anything to merit the, the tag of an activist or uh anything like that really i go to marches i go to protests uh i make my voice heard uh i talk about things that matter to me mm-hmm. um there are to, to say activist makes it to me would require i had put some like you know there's people in the city organizations don't you pdx or who have been putting work in you know what i mean yeah. who have been that's their outside of when stuff is happening you know because I mean? when stuff is happening and we're all reacting to it then you're reactivist. I just coined a term, low key. Ooh, that's pretty hard. I know, right? That's pretty hard. I know, right? But we're all being oh. reactivists right now. I'm kind of like, Whoa. wow, that snapped. I know. Damn. But we're, but right? But it's like I'm being For reactivist. Sure. An For activist, sure. I feel like, is like when the attention isn't on it, when it's not the main story, when it isn't trending. That's still your work. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, everything's still happening. I, I obviously, uh, because of this. All the things that have happened, I'd say even going back to the uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, that's what really was, even for George Floyd, really sh- just made me, uh, it just started, it's when things started to change for me more so. Uh, obviously for the national perspective, the George Floyd thing did a lot, but um, dang, stop it, but the George Floyd lynching uh, sparked a lot, but it, it's been festering with me for a, a while, so I'd love to 
and I'm putting work in, and I'd like to continue to do things after to earn that. But I think to have an sure. a- a title of like activist and be like activism is like yeah. All right, I'm just I'm just being like, hey, I'm black and I'm upset and I'm yelling about it, and people are like you're doing work. I'm like, kinda. Yeah, well, like, I think that's, uh, like, the question, or the question, or just, like, the prompting of just art being activism in itself, and just For being sure. fearless in sharing the art yeah. is, is I think, what I'm trying to get at as well, because, like, I similar to you, it's, like, like, I know where I stand with all, like, the issues and everything, but, like, my, f- like, I, d- I haven't attended any marches at all, mm-hmm. in in figuring out, like, okay, like, I, I know I have a platform of sorts and I know I can share my message and I can share my art, but what is the thing that, what is the message that I want to share from my own perspective and kind of like distilling that to its most potent form and then kind of like delivering it to people like a, like, like hand to hand. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you're looking me in the eye as I'm handing you this information or this expression of mine and, and I think everybody has like their own uh, ways of of being a, an activist or a reactivist or an artist, but uh, uh, patent pending. I know, <laughs> for real, for real. But it, but yeah, just like observing like how your creative expression has takes on all of the different lanes, like yeah. your music, yeah, and comedy. I- <laughs> it's a little, at, at least comedically, uh, like, I haven't done comedy in months because of uh, COVID. Uh, so, in that sense, most of my material was already, comedically, my material is already, hey, being black is being black. Because that's, like, uh, I'd say I don't, like, compare my style, but my material is probably, like, similar to Dave Chappelle, where it's mostly, like, race and sex. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, at the end of the day... 50, like, not 50, but all the jokes you'd probably say are either about, like, one of those two things. Um, that doesn't, that makes me feel a little, like, edgy, but that's, you know, that's who I am. Um, so, I, I think it's still, you know, potent, you know, black art, because uh, it's about the black experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, because I've been asked to do shows, and I've done shows, and, you know, I've gotten more attention to my music um, more than I ever have. But <laughs> musically, I just make, hello, musically, I'm just making, like, you know, thought music, like, mm-hmm. and songs about why I'm sad, so <laughs> it, it's not really, the like... The best songs? I uh, love Mary sure. Berries. No. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. Aaron. Hi. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Flight, Wonderful. Thank you. Fresh Marion Berries. Thank you, Sarah. Oregon. yeah i think it's such a blessing though to like have multiple mediums to like to satiate you because like okay no comedy but it's like if you didn't have music like where do you where did you place your energy and where does it go and and like that feeling of like obligation to create things or to place your energy somewhere else it's like it's that i think this is a larger question is like how do people like go on without having a an outlet or a creative process to engage in or an interest to engage in because then you kind of just fall for the bait that's in the media yeah, you or just fall for being on twitter for four hours a yeah day, or being just on your phone for four hours and then i mean but it's it's so hard not to especially right now and everything that that's what i say it's like you fall for the bait you have to go harder 
in a sense at to me to get into it it's been harder for me to make music honestly mm. uh i haven't really been able to in the past like two weeks really make anything meaningful unless it's like a collaboration mm-hmm. which i feel is a blessing because you know having other people's energy you know i always i'm like okay i can't just be like you know i have to, yeah i have to you know hype them up hype myself up etc yeah but i think by myself uh musically you know the type of music i make is you know more laid back just naturally um when i like rap rap it's hard not to rap rap and get serious because like that's kind of the nature of rap yeah Uh, so i won't say all of it when i rap rap it's more i guess on uh theme and whatnot but it's not the type of music i prefer to make you know sure It, it hits and it's fun but like my ideal song you know, it would be, like, something laid back, because music is, like, what I like to kick out, you know, lay out and, you know, smoke and eat some Marion berries. Too. Yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> with music, like, I did music a f- number of years ago, and, like, thinking about music now, like, if I'm going to rap, like, it's, I want it just to be kind of, like, a promotional piece, in a yeah. sense. It d- it's not, like, here's, like, an expression of soul. Like, I just want to look cool, like, yeah. and d- have, like, a visual accompaniment of it. It's yeah, like, like, oh, like, half of rap. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, I listen to, like, a new, I don't know if it's Six Black or Black. I don't know. Black. It's Black? Yeah. Okay. But he has a song with uh, Lil Baby on his new uh, EP. Yeah, both of them are I'm like, so in their pockets this song, right yeah, now. Yeah, this, yeah. this, like, the song I was listening to, I heard it for the first time today. It's on my Instagram story. And I was like, oh, my God, they went hard on that one. <laughs> you have to, okay, you have to leave the date if you're going to say it's on know, Instagram story. I know, like, that doesn't I know. matter <laughs> what's, what's whenever you release this. July, what was it, the 7th? Uh, it is July 6th at 538. Six. You yeah, also yeah, yeah. don't have access to his archives, okay, I'll pu- so that I'll means add nothing. To, I'll add it to the highlight. <laughs> so you have to look at my meditation highlight on my gram, and then you'll you'll know the song when you hear it. But like, I'm just like, oh, I just want to recreate this song and yeah. then just put it out there. But yeah, the I've been having like that urge to want to like put together like an EP. But the problem, yeah, for sure. But But, like the like early on when I started doing music, like and something that I've always desired was to have like kind of like a partner in in making the music or because I don't make beats or anything. So I was always just getting music off of like YouTube and and like friends made beats here and there. And but it's like like the full on commitment of crafting sounds that fit my tone. Yeah. And and that's really like, like like really creative direct and like be architects of sound and, and intention and all of that wrapped together is something that I've desired. Um which there's still time to do. No, it's like, like <laughs> when I started I wanted to do music probably when I was still in college, like three ish years ago three, four years ago. And the first thing for me I did realize was like I have to be able to produce essentially mm-hmm. because yep. like if I want if I want to be in control of my sound like for real in control of my sound or like not be dependent on anything else at waiting all. around yeah exactly waiting around like searching all day like I'll still go look for beats but sometimes it's just really annoying because it's like I mean that's just life um but yeah I started like three ish years ago and I'm just now 
getting my production to be like, oh, I want to put my production out. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> it just got tolerable. Yeah, exactly. It just <laughs> got to be like, okay, I think this is like a passable beat. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one would be like, this is bad. People would be like, yeah, this is a beat. Mm-hmm. That's where I just got to. And then, But it's like, at that point, it's like, now I feel like I can just start putting my verses down. And it's like empowering. So mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, but even at that, it's like, that's why collaboration or what you're speaking on is why collaboration, uh, regardless of what you bring to the table, is so awesome because the energy is like you just like it's like a like a volleyball or like a, a balloon or like a snowball. It's like once you like kind of, I like push it towards you, like mm-hmm. you and even if you don't, if you don't feel it, I'll find something that you feel. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Push it towards you, you push it back. Yeah, it's it like started hot with potato. something I feel, so I'm definitely gonna feel it when you push it back. And mm-hmm. now it's like. You know what I mean? Building. And I don't have to... Because a song is all... People think a song is easy to make. It's very easy to make. It's also the hardest thing in the world to do. Because there's so many things you have to think about. Off rip is like... Especially if you're going from the bare bones. Like, okay. Production-wise. Like, uh, ev- there's at least eight or nine things you can just think about. Like, bass, leads, uh, drums. But, like, all like kick drums. Like, you also have like, your perks and your hi-hats. You know what I mean? You're going to put... What's going to be your high? You're going to be anything in your high part? Is it going to be a really low, like a low end beat? Mm-hmm. There's so many things to think about. And it's like, okay, if I'm also going to think about vocally, it's like, okay, what's that going to be? That can go from completely bare minimum. I'm just going to spit on this. to be like, okay, it's going to be like a, like a Twigs or Travis Scott song where there's a thousand different like layers tuned, you know, and yeah. like in, in different places. And it's like to try and do that. Like I've been able to, like I love, you have to, you can do that, and I can do that, but you have to be so struck by lightning with creativity to do that, you know what I mean? To be able to, like, push through all of that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the so most difficult daunting. thing. So that's why it's like when someone else is there, you need seven, not 70, 25% less, like, pure motivation to finish a song. Totally. Because, they, like, someone else is also like, yo, like, come on, like, hey. Yeah. yeah. Especially by yourself, too. You're like, is this cool? Is this? Yeah. Is this cool? <laughs> I feel that 100%. It's weird, like, the, it's kind of like, like, you need, like, this, like, biochemical, like, cocktail of, like, right time, right place, right energy. Yeah. Ju- and you may not even get, like, the actual, like, content out. Like, you just feel the yeah, energy like of right the song. Energy, like, right it's like, like the song you're holding. Day. You're, like, yeah. holding on to this energy. And you're like, oh, it's here. Mm. Like, it's here. But, like, do I, am I lined up? with my skill and my abilities to actually like produce this this energy right now mm-hmm. can i can i transcend this or create this energy in musical form right now cuz i had that moment even yesterday where i was listening there's a, this dude on instagram i forgot his name i should like i feel like an ass cuz it's like <laughs> yes it's the dude with the like, the afro pick in his hair and he produces songs in his in his room and stuff and he like he just dropped this album here in Portland? No, I uh, think he's. I think he may be in Atlanta or something. Okay. But he dropped a tape, but I was just like vibing on it and like, like I'm not a freestyler, but I was just like I just went in and just uh, recorded on my phone, kind of just like some melodies over like certain parts and kind of like, like mumbling like the cadence that I would have to the song. I'm like, oh, okay, like that, that uh, like real time, like oh, how would I go at this beat and not placing any fucking like oh, my God, I have to make a song like this, or or the judgment was detached from it, which is, like, a very freeing place to allow yourself to 
maneuver and be like, oh, I'd hit it like this. Oh no, okay, this other part. Yeah, I'm gonna, I should do this oh, next. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like just being in that space. It's like oh, instantly I tap back into like making music and like if there was like the beat there, it's like oh, like this process, the process of making music is just yeah. so much fun. Yeah, it's like uh, you wanna. Rather than restricting yourself in any way, you just want to let the hose of creativity out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And just get everything out, whether that's for the sake of creativity or your emotions. You know what I mean? Get it out. You know, express it to its fullest capacity. After that's done, you know, you can let it say you cannot. But either way, that's when you can manicure it and make it a song or make yeah. it a whatever you want to make it. But it's like, yeah, any expression is just that. Yeah. It's just whatever it is. It's our job as the artist to then craft it as however we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people could have great th- thoughts, ideas, expressions, feelings. Like, all that exists, and we should express it. And we should let it out. Like, because that's, I mean, just basically the root of, like, mental health is not concealing things and keeping them to yourself. It's... Mm-hmm. You know, expressing things and having an empty conscious. Totally. Yeah, there's this, like, idea that I'm, like, coming into closer or closer to understanding of, like, once we detach ourselves from the desire to, like, achieve or be like someone else that is, like, made it or quote-unquote made it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, like, once you get in contact with your process and, like, creating the things that you like creating, like, with consistency – and just that's the only thing that matters like mm-hmm. quality does not fucking matter at all it's like once you can be banging pat- pots and pans and just making shit for 10 years but if you've been making that shit for 10 years you kind of program people into like thinking and believing that like hey this might just be good mm-hmm. because they've done yeah, it they over are, and yeah. over again and maybe they're just tapped into a different frequency let me let me just try listening to it after a while because it's like they're obviously not giving it up so there has to be something there and 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 that i kind of i think is just like a product of finally just like not judging the the output is just be like you know what like i like doing this and i don't care what anybody else thinks about it or or if i'm gonna sign a record deal even though like the like the 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 cloth has been taken away from like that whole illusion and there's enough information out there to kind of guide you in a more authentic place when it comes to creating anything is just mm-hmm. like like you see how many people try to mimic Basquiat in their their paintings now or everyone's just like oh I'm I'm not an artist but these last six months I've been an artist and I'm just gonna be an artist now <laughs> and I'm just gonna be painting like like a three-year-old essentially mm-hmm. and I'm a 42 year old person but but then all of a sudden it's, it's like meaningful yeah and it's like then they start getting the audience and people are like oh, i fuck with this so hard but it's really kind of just like subjective it's like who who's to say what's good and what's bad yeah uh i think conan o'brien has this great quote um or this great i'm again gonna butcher it but it's basically like uh the idea is i wish i could remember what it's in reference to but it's like the idea is as a creative person uh for him as a comedian you just want to like bang on your drum as loudly and as consistently as possible figure out where your drum is and just play the hell out of it in your bait not even in your basement just outside as loudly and consistently as possible uh whether or not it hits immediately or not eventually people are gonna be like yo 
this drum has just been playing a very consistent tone for like 10 years so let's go check it out and you know if you know you've done the work as a person or artist hopefully at that point it's something of value to the people to where you can you know uh, accumulate an audience or whatever but yeah it's it's hard because once you start creating sometimes you're like so excited about something and what it could be but uh, it's you know it's all ego stuff and detaching it and attaching the creative the creative the creative product product or project from you and saying this is this let this exist and let this not be like ooh this is my ticket to fame yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and then also like like if people aren't in the place to receive it either not pushing it on them either it's just like oh this is for me first yeah and then if y'all fuck with it then that's just icing on the cake but like it's fulfilling to to create these things and and be expressing my authentic self yeah. but, but it's like some people like as we're seeing just like globally or even just in this country it's like like We've been banging on the drum, and and y'all just haven't been listening this mm -hmm. whole entire time. So that has nothing to do with whether or not like what I'm giving out is an authentic version of of the the black experience or just everyone's experience. It's like it's like once you it's there's a there's a duty on like the audience the audience's side to actually like learn or understand or or get rid of their own blockages in order to receive yeah, another message o open their mind to different perspectives yeah and I, it's it's hard it's i mean that is the thing to do as an artist that's hard is to you know how do you present yourself to someone who isn't quote unquote your market or your target audience and still have it be appealing you know what i mean what is that that's i guess that's like the key to selling anything because yeah, with most artistry, or most expression, the target audience is either, like, extremely narrow or, like, extremely wide. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, a song about this specific person or just a song about brown-eyed girls. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I forgot where this point was going. Um, I don't know. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> brown-eyed girl. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, um, Georgia. Yeah, born in 1995. Grand Memorial Hospital. Peace up, a town down. I was all about like, like ludicrous back in like ludicrous. Everyone was, was like about ludicrous. That was the correct opinion. No, I was the only person in you? the. Whole, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like all my like high school, like middle school, high school. Word of mouth came out, and I was like, yes. Yeah. That was that was the vibe. It's cool. Uh, obviously, I love being from Atlanta. as someone who likes hip hop. To be from Atlanta right now is the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. uh, not like. I think I'm cool. Like, it feels cool to me to be, like, all the major themes and motifs of hip-hop are, like, very local to my experience. And, yeah. like, the most popular artists make, like, allusions to, like, neighborhoods I grew up in and stuff. So it's, mm -hmm. it's you know, definitely cool and inspiring and is definitely a reason, like, no matter what kind of music I make, it'll always be, like, you know, some kind of rappy or some kind of... I like to think it wasn't in 1995, but whenever Organized Noise and Outkast mm -hmm. dropped, or not dropped, but came through, that's just like a comet that hit Atlanta that I happened to get inside the radiation cloud of for a second yeah. to breathe in. 
<laughs> that is wild just to think like the effect of like because you have proximity with all these yeah. with all these like artists like they're like not even there's yes like the world globally known ones but like atlanta is just like an artistic city yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. like the hub of 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 culture essentially like black culture For black but culture black yeah. culture but just culture and just yeah, like american, like american hip-hop culture, is culture. Yeah. hip-hop is the most popular yeah it's yeah, culture it's, and yeah. it's atlanta and just to think of like the effects of the the music the like the fashion and just the food and southern hospitality and all of it wrapped up into one uh i kind of it like shapes you how do you yeah. feel like it has shaped you um yeah, you know, <laughs> I kind of I forgot to talk about it, but not talk about it, but kind of bring it back to my earlier point about football, where it's like when you're talking about how much it's like that is the like South, you know what I mean? That's why that was so hard. That, I guess that's why I grew up so much in that in particular. But there's so many aspects of the South, whether it be like football. I mean, I, I guess the thing about the South is whether or not it's the authentic representation of the South, but it is like community. Mm-hmm. I feel is what I think of when I think of the South. Whether that's like football, what do you think about when I think about football? I think about forty thousand people in the same stadium singing the same songs, you know, drinking the same beer, et cetera, like cheering for the same thing. That's community in a sense. Like I was thinking about uh, the church I went to every Sunday. You know, a bunch of black people you know, like singing, screaming, passing out, hallelujah, community. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. it's like all the things I think about are really strong you know both football and the christian church are problematic for various reasons but i think that's what uh at least the south tote totes taught i don't i can't i'm not gonna think of the right word touts touts uh, i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> the south the south damn the south touts itself as like a very communal yeah and obviously hospitable place and you know I'm not going to say that's patently untrue because that's what I think about and I think that's what everyone thinks about. You know, it's also like a place where family is, mm-hmm. you know, very, um, maybe to a potentially toxic level, but family is emphasized over everything, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like my biggest takeaway of being Southern probably. Yeah. How do you feel like that, like awareness or up of your upbringing and just like the general uh, scope of of the South. How does how does that compare to Portland, Oregon? You know, I think I don't think Portland. I mean, demographically, it's it's super different. Not even just demographically, it's super different. Um, I'm not gonna uh, dance around that like it's not true. It's super different. Um, I feel like for me, as someone who loves community and thinks uh, at least knows that that's the key to quote-unquote happiness whether that be because I, i'm surrounded by people that i like or is because that's what makes you quote-unquote successful but is being ingrained in community what i look for is community i want to uh be around people and at least partially due to the fact that i have so many creative mediums that i like to explore and that i'm just you know my personality type uh I'm a comedian and all that stuff. It has been a place where I've found... I won't say I've loved every individual community uh, here. I can actually think of few individual communities that I love, but I do feel like kind of, as we were talking about earlier, 
you were talking about. I've been able to find my own community mm-hmm. that I love, that I, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting here. It's like you can you have like your communities, various communities, but then also Portland lends itself to like have your own space as well. Yeah. And you can kind of jump. It's like double dutch. It's like yeah. I can hang out on the side and just kind of count in if in I Portland, want to. You can or be I can eight different people in you can. two days. Yeah. And no one would really. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you just went from like southeast to southwest to northeast to north. West, honestly, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you could just act, you know, four different types of ways and be in four different types of circles. And yeah, I think I think that also like kind of speaks to just I feel like largely in Portland, like it's kind of like faux community because it's like I feel like uh, there's just a ton of individuals who kind of like come together, but they don't really like do that necessary like work to understand other people like it's just like hey there's gonna be a march but like everybody shows up to the march and chants the same thing yeah. but like they don't really know the person next to yeah, them that they're actually I was marching about with. earlier with the city having like such high turnover whether that be in like you know workplaces or like communities even that like to get a consistent collaboration of a type of person here yeah. is good luck yeah <laughs> yeah it's, I feel like it's desire for me personally. It's like the like it's community, but then it's like the duration and how long we can like support each other to witness and help each other grow yeah. in ascend. But it's like a process. It's not gonna happen like like day one or year one, or it could happen year one. But just like that nurturing process of watching people grow and like luckily, if I've found like community of like dope ass people that are growing and just we can articulate our growth pattern in like the last like two years. Like I had another podcast where I was speaking to uh, my friends, Jonathan Herbert from like sneaker week. And two years ago I showed up to their, one of their events. And then I was kind of like just doing like freelance photography and stuff like that. But then two years later developing our relationship, like I'm building like my meditation platform on their platform and going to be like, like expanding my my thing in coalition with theirs and it's like oh shit like we're watching each other grow in real time whereas to in a lot of senses i don't feel like there's like that that accountability or at least like that full (laughs) that full like embracing of of the community yeah it's just like all right well this is cool for the meantime but like I'm going to branch off whenever I so like, like decide to dip. very communal, but also very selfish at the same time. I second that. isn't necessarily bad. No. It just doesn't allow for a lot of, like, cohesion. Yeah. And a lot of trust to be built. Trust. Which is, like, where you run into problems. I yeah, guess. definitely trust. <laughs> but I guess, I guess it's, like, you can't have expectations for other people. But it's, like, the wish is, like, okay, if you're branching off, like, have being able to, like, trust that you're doing the best thing for you mm-hmm. and not running away from, from shit. But, like, doing that best thing for you so when you get reintroduced to community or a group that you're showing, like, you, that time spent developing yourself inherently affects the progress of the group as well. Mm-hmm. 
if that makes sense or, or at least like having like it seems selfish of me to have that perspective or opinion for somebody else but just kind of like a kind of like a broad stroke of of idealistic uh value i guess yeah uh, i heard the quote yesterday you can't pour from an empty cup back is essential but i don't know how <laughs> how it's all gonna go um i think that there have been a collection of like i think it's been a collective like mass of awakening mm-hmm. like there's been people that have been on like the edge of not quite being conscious and i think it's kind of thrust people into the light and they're just like oh okay this exists now like i didn't this was compartmentalized and and stored deep in the in the basement in shackles but now it's new information for me to to integrate and to juggle with and to use in order to create a solution so i think injecting like any energy any new energy people have to use it because you can't just stuff it back because it's mm-hmm. like it's it's similar to like if you got like a sound pack from Sli- splice it's like oh all these new sounds now um I'm not going to just go back to the yeah. fucking can't unhear. Yeah, I can't I can't go, go to go to like the reason uh <laughs> fucking fucking uh loop pack yeah. of the same like the NNXT like loop pack from from Reason. It's like, "Oh, we just upgraded with all of these new instruments and stuff. Now I have to learn how to use them mm-hmm. because like what use is having like a more efficient tool or more efficient uh content to to apply to my my masterpiece if i'm not going to just like experiment with them and that's the thing where i feel like we're at now is like okay how do i start incorporating these new colors to this to this canvas because i my spectrum was so limited before but i these new colors have so much potential to 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 land with everybody that yeah people are are dipping their pinkies in and starting to make like little dots on the big canvas Mm -hmm. and we're graduating into finger painting and then we're gonna get uh paintbrushes (laughs) (laughs) oh shit (laughs) y'all ain't ready for paintbrushes y'all know what that's a metaphor for (laughs) yeah yeah, just stick with the stick with the watercolors and stuff but no it's a it's a huge it's a huge opportunity and do people want to take the opportunity or not yeah, uh, please do. Um, do you feel, I don't feel like, you know, we're black people. I don't feel like there's a lot of information that's been, uh, not even, I don't feel like there, we're, we're, the issue of police brutality or violence isn't new to us and we've never had to be convinced of that. Um, I found that even, I couldn't imagine being like a white person right now. I was talking to a white friend of mine yesterday, but I was like, I can imagine how much y'all are learning right now because I'm learning shit about, I'm learning so much shit about black people right now. You know what I mean? That Me I was just like, oh, okay. Um, so aside from, I guess, the the information, like facts uh, you've learned or picked up, um, how has your view or opinion of the landscape, I guess, in this country from just like a social or artistic aspect change, perspective changed? Uh, I think the perspective has changed in that I know that I play a huge part in the shift mm-hmm. in, in I, I, actualizing I like yeah. I'm like oh like I'm here for a purpose and finding purpose 
like within this instead of just taking in information and being kind of like a slave to like the information and just like I don't know just yeah just not having a purpose within it prior to it like I it's I going feel, around I feel like I still had yeah. I, yeah I still had a purpose but like now I can like actualize like what my purpose is in verbatim tell you why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and I it feels it resonates with me it's like I'm here to raise human consciousness and that's that's it it's like this this very matter of fact like oh if I teach somebody how to meditate that means that they will have more accountability to themselves and be more connected with their inner selves and and lead from their heart and ask the right questions and and recognize their genius that needs to be expressed in the world to move things in the direction of of pro nature mm-hmm. in that sense and and that kind of it kind of it's it's nice to finally like rest in that knowing resting in knowing of of your purpose or or how you're uh contributing to the health uh of society and the people around you is, is a great place to arrive to, but you need the conditions in order to act. Mm-hmm. And before I feel like there were like, yes, the, the conditions were, are always there to raise human consciousness, but now that there's more people that are ready for it's it, like the urgency then you can, is yeah, there, the yeah. massive urgency. And that's, that's something to, to inspire us as artists to be like oh there's more people listening or there's more people that are ready okay cool let's get on let's get you this 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 five-step program into into how to how to sit with yourself essentially and and let you come up figure out your own answers along that because as you can tell by looking around there's like not a not too many leaders that that you completely like kind of like fuck with all the way like that everyone's human everyone's can't, can't flawed one. <laughs> yeah, everyone's flawed and i'm just like fuck like i even yeah. i look out there i'm just like there's not too many people where i just put it put it all on killer mike but it's just yeah. like there's there's not too many of, <laughs> of those killer mike. i know there's like that's we need the, another killer mike <laughs> yeah exactly but it's just like that there's only so many of them and it's like you have to search for them or you can be one mm-hmm. definitely um do you i've felt during this time like a more heightened awareness and you spoke on it a little bit of my own blackness uh how how have you felt that and how do you reconcile with that i asked because for me it's been something interesting to deal with because you know in doing all this work uh you know with mindfulness and trying to be more conscious a lot of it's to break away from uh, my ego and the image of Christian Burke and my idea of this flesh, like having any credence on who I am as a soul. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so in a time like this uh, where it's like, no, uh, you're black, you're black, and not even from like a negative standpoint where it's like, you know, that means something. Have a voice in that capacity. Um I wouldn't say that's been hard for me to deal with. It's just been interesting. Yeah. I, f- I feel like just whatever comes up naturally, mm. like, it's always going to be perceived as black. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that in just allowing, allowing, like, the, the nuance and vastness of expression and, and be proud that it is black. Like, black is 
like the most like spiritually like inclined version of me in in articulating new awareness is the expression of blackness and in mm. all of those those awakenings or just like quadrants of experience it's like it's like oh yeah like we are fucking endless and there is no putting us in a box like they're they're just because there's a like a five letter word that encapsulates us that's that's not the case and and i don't know i've always gr- i've grown up around like white people most of my life yeah, anyway same. so i'm just kind of yeah. just like i've i've yet to really uh grasp what my contribution or i don't want to say what my contribution but like that real real connection to blackness mm. if that makes any sense where were i don't know like being like welcomed welcomed in like i, I of course i have black friends and and like we all share a lot of you can't say <laughs> that bro <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like of course no I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no it's like of course it's like like i've like that i love like my friends and stuff and but yeah it's I, I don't know. I just don't really like look at it through that that lens of like I'm a black artist. I'm black, 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 black. Yeah. Like it's just I'm expressing what's inside of me out, and it's. No, I don't. I don't necessarily either. But in this time, in this space we're in, that's kind of the label that mm-hmm. is, especially now, getting so quickly thrown out. Like w- new work from black artists about yeah. black, and you're yeah. like black. And yeah. Like ah, <laughs> like, uh, this was just a painting of like a butterfly. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, the whole thing. I guess depending on butterfly, either way. But uh. Yeah. I don't know. I. It's like we've been like I've been doing like the same like the same things in in the fact to only bring attention to what we're doing is because we're black is. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's, that's kind of thing. Weird. It's this just whole like, time uh, that's been so weird. disingenuous. Like it's like oh okay now you want to pay attention even though like I'm very connected with the value that I do bring and and it's meant to love and uplift people but like now you're kind of just like <laughs> using me yeah. again for this exactly it's like it's immediately perpetuating the thing that's trying to be defeated mm-hmm. and i think there's a lot of that going on now where it's like people are hearing like you're doing something racist like okay we hear you what about this and it's something else racist yeah like, ah i don't think you heard us at no, all no not at all <laughs> yeah um i don't know it's a it's such a unique time, and honestly, it feels like I've been on mushrooms for like three weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because every day I'm just like, I don't, I, I'm not 100 percent sure this is real at all anymore. Yeah. Um, it's not. No, no, for it's sure not. it's not. I know. <laughs> I've been knowing that, but now it's not even trying. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the freedom, like the liberation from the confines of any type of limiting structure yeah. that, or a structure that's predicated on like devaluing and then once you coming to contact with the value of yourself and in the way that you express yourself and it's like oh okay like you just stop paying attention to the to the system it's just like oh like you're gonna you don't have to think about it you're gonna Mm -hmm. still you're gonna still Mm -hmm. keep on i'm still gonna be aware of of my safety in 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 this but i'm not i'm not basing my actions on 
this on the system because it's like the love will defeat the system and as long as i'm connected to source like you can't touch me like i'm invincible and yeah it's the parasitic destructive energies out there it's like it doesn't become defeated by you engaging with it and allowing it to like sink its venom into you Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense like it's like i'm gonna live in my little world with these beautiful people and we're gonna we're just gonna create our own world that's gonna that's gonna exist at such a high vibration that all the other shit disintegrates like it's we're just not even gonna fucking yeah we're not you don't even fucking exist like get the fuck out of here people uh I don't wish I had a, I don't know the phrasing, but it's just the, what you think about or what you give power to, you just give power to exactly. whether or not you're, you know, thinking about it in a positive light or a negative light, Any you're thinking about it, you're focusing on it. And, you know, I'm sure you meditate. It's easy, not easy, but you can let something out of your mind. So you stop fighting against it. Yeah. And once you stop doing that. It you're free. Exi- yeah, it you're doesn't free. exist. It does, it yeah. does, it does <laughs> not exist. When, like, like you said, uh, like either positively or negatively, wherever you place your attention is what you're bringing into your life. And mm-hmm. if it's like systems of oppression and 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 of course, like being aware of like the like the blatant atrocities and and systemic problems, it's like yes, they're there, but engaging at that level from which those systems have space to affect your life and just engaging at that same frequency and just be like, I'm going to be head to head with you, like forehead to forehead, and I'm going to sit here. And pump you up with life. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's like that's draining you when if you just move a little bit to the right, let that pass by you, and then you have this whole open highway to, to create the solution that's rooted in your soul and the people around you and your family and, and the values that you believe deserve to to be passed on to the next generation. It's like you have to free up that that uh, that highway from moving removing yourself from that close proximity with the parasite, and then it's like okay, let's start building fucking like little pockets of light and I don't know. No, it's, it goes back to, like, your mind. You will never, anything you want or hope for, you couldn't possibly achieve if your mind isn't, like, not only focused on it, but mature and evolved enough to exist in that space that you are imagining. Because the lives we envision, we can't envision. You know what I mean? We, the What you see on TV or the person you want to be or what your goal or dream is, you have no idea what that life looks like on a day-to-day basis. You couldn't imagine, because how could you? <laughs> you can, you can imagine. You can, but you can imagine it, but then it's like, like when people say like embodying the future that you want in the present moment, and then like ringing that that frequency or that vibration mm-hmm. until it call it comes to you, in a sense that at least that's what like the manifesting books that I like go over like say is just like embodying like that highest frequency knowing it what it is that you want like what are like the what are like the 
experience like we talked about it before uh like when you're saying like you want to do like a like a comedy set and then walk down the street and mm-hmm. and then do a dj set somewhere and then stay at an airbnb in whatever city for a couple of nights and then go to another city maybe or stay there but like you can place yourself in that scenario like right now like mentally it's mm-hmm. like oh yeah that's just what i do and what i who i am and these are the experiences so like even though you're not physically there, what does it feel like to be, to be there right now? And yeah. you can you can meditate on it or you can envision it, but trying to just embody that feeling of of what you call success or what you call uh, alignment in your body and in that expression, and just getting so consumed with that reality that everything else just melts away. Yeah, I mean, beating beating having your I guess your mental space beat your reality to that space. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, Swear what, I'm what sober. What did I come up with? <laughs> I came up with a word this episode. What was it? Uh, uh, reactivism. Yeah, yeah reactivism. Reactivist. That's, that's a whole wave right there. You yeah. need to get that. So you see the thing it's so funny it's like you have like this like the wordplay like thing I love just like words and just putting them together and like just thinking of brand names and all that kind yeah, of shit no, but Sam, it's like we, we said you said uh you said new colors earlier and I was mm-hmm. like that's a fire name for a project <laughs> new colors new colors yeah that ooh Right? Funny. New colors. Yeah, yeah, new colors. Wow, that's so that's, I think about that shit all the time, too. Yikes. I think about phrases, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah, phonetically. <laughs> yeah, I have, I, it was so funny. I was about to, like. We can flip a coin for new colors know, after this, uh, actually, because you said tra- it. We yeah. It's so funny, because, like, after, like, once you come up with one, it's like, first thing I do is go on Instagram and see oh, if yeah, somebody I gotta has get the, the at. Yeah. Yeah, somebody, somebody has the at, and then it's usually just, like, somebody with no fucking photo, with zero followers. Someone with six followers no post has just creme brulee yep i I, i'll maybe once a month i'll get just really drunk and just look at it and just get mad (laughs) no send them a message okay that's how i got aaron robinson oh really yeah i was always (laughs) using like i used uh the name pluto's crush was like my like just artist like name and i was like all right i need to start like leading with myself because i always put like this other like buffer like little facade out there to represent me rather than just me being like hey my name is aaron robinson this is like who i am this is what i am so i looked online on instagram and it, at aaron robinson was already taken so i sent the dude a message the 20 22 year old from like london and he responds to me and i tell him i was like i'll give you a hundred bucks for the name and he obliges, and, like, we made the transaction, oh, yeah. and then I'm Aaron Robinson. And funny thing, he changed his name to add his middle name, which was just Lee. So Aaron Lee Robinson. So I'm like, <laughs> it fucking <laughs> works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, fucking, it fucking works. It was perfect. But, yeah, those – those I have – it was funny. I was, uh, I was, like, talking about, like, an idea on, like, another podcast and, like, I was kind of going in depth on like the concept, but they were just like, no, 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 just stop. Just yeah, stop. no, don't, don't put it out. Don't put don't it out put there. It out, don't yeah. put it out there. But it's like, I'll tell you, I have like a like a name for like a like a holistic like like food snack company. Mm-hmm. It's just perfect that I, I'll, eh, yeah. I mean, it's your choice. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold 
on to it. I've had, I've, I've had like ideas, like you know, like when you have like the same idea as somebody else, and then somebody else like Does beats it. you to the finish line. And you're yeah. just like, what the fuck? It's like uh, you're if you don't uh, uh, if you don't use your ideas, they go to someone else who will. I don't yeah, who the it's like there's like there's like consciousness, like the yeah. same. Like the idea is alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not just you that has the idea. Exactly. It's just who has like the drive to actually see it through, and then it and becomes the yeah, thing. Who has a perspective to see it and see where it could fit? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But those are those are always fun. Like Desperado Surplus is one of my favorites. Desperado Surplus. Yeah, what kind of that? like kind of like a like an Andy and Bax type of thing, but just like curated lifestyle items that I feel like are like essentials or whatever, okay. but. I've got like my for a desperado. Yeah, desperado surplus <laughs> <laughs> for like the lo- like for just like the single like this jacket is desperado, yeah, surplus, desperado surplus for sure. Surplus like, you know what I'm saying? Just you know what I'm saying? High class desperado out yeah. here. But you just gotta see the see the things through, and like luckily, like being able to see like like live and direct meditation, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing it through. Like opening presence podcast, seeing it through, and then. Being in touch with that process of seeing it through was originated in the meditation practice, was sitting every single day. And it's like, oh, you stick with something and then it evolves or you have a completely different experience. So that same process can be applied to absolutely anything where in the past it was like, oh, I'm not receiving results or people aren't paying attention to me. Therefore, I quit. And that I think that's like the the struggle for everybody with everything. It's like, I can't start this new thing because I'm just going to stop three months in, but it's like finding which thing is the most like true and honest, like expression of you. Cause it's like, try, try a bunch of different things, but one of those things will ring true. And, and you'll, you'll, love, you'll and know, you'll, you'll do know it every it. Like, day. Yeah. I used to do, I don't know why football keeps on coming up, but I used to do like a goal charges. charges. But shout out to Arnold. Uh, but like I did like a fantasy football podcast for like a little bit and then just like in my room just talking about like stats and just like projections and <laughs> so all that kind of shit. I don't know. I think he could yeah. get uh, 24 points this Yeah, weekend. I have a track record though. I got three chi- I got three championships. <laughs> got three I got three three chips and five appearances. <laughs> but uh, I'm on, yeah, I'm definitely on my way out of the fantasy realm. But like but like having that taste of just like speaking into the microphone and yeah. just getting familiar with it and then like in college like I did like music and like editing and and recording and stuff. So like the skill set has always has been there for like the last I don't know, like like almost like 10 years now. Like I I know how to like record audio and not that I'm like this great mixer or anything, but it's like I just know how to do it, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just sat there. And then once conditions arose, as far as like having new understandings of of my experience and how to articulate that experience, and and then having these types of conversations, and it's like, oh, I can just share these conversations. Well, good thing I know how to fucking mix and yeah. record and shit, and it all kind of like lined up to to be what the present moment is. It's like it, there's so many moments in life where something happens and it makes like 30 other things make sense. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dope. I can, keep, I can keep rambling about creativity yeah, yeah, literally yeah, we're, forever. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're at an hour right now. 
But uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, uh, Instagram at Creme Brulee PDX. I'm on Spotify uh, with the name Creme Brulee. YouTube. I have a, a podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts called Adolescence. Where me and my friends from high school get it. That's like, a good one. Yeah. That's a great one. Me yeah. and some of my friends from high school just talk about because uh, they're kind of scat- I have three scattered across the country, so we kind of just like it's a good way for us to meet up and just talk about the world and life. Um, so tap into that. Um, besides that, you can catch me here, and I appreciate you having me. Dope. Where can people catch you at? People. Can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People get get me on Instagram at Aaron Robinson. Uh, need to build out the website and all that kind of shit. Same. I, I got like, website I got like three, three websites and ago, I was like, and I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. gotta get everything like consolidated. And that's definitely like the most, like the primary project right now is like, how can people book my time mm-hmm. as far as meditation and getting people up to speed in their practice. But, uh, yeah, that's the Instagram is where you, you guys can find me. <laughs> But uh, thank you, Christian, for taking this time. This was our first ever time hanging out, meeting up. So I look forward yeah. to many more of these conversations. Mm, yeah, I keep burping. Uh, shout out my roommate, or my not my roommate, my new above neighbor for bringing out the Marion Berries. Um, shout out you for coming. Uh, it didn't rain the whole time. I was probably four or five times <laughs> when I was like, is it raining? And it wasn't. Close. So we made it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Christian, and thank you all for listening to Opening Presence. Mm-hmm.